Welcome to Soul Sofa Podcast, a library of shared stories and creative solutions to support our understanding of mental health. We invite those who embrace the arts in their life or work and those who use the arts in their work in the mental health sector to offer insight into how creative expression can be a tool for recovery and maintaining emotional well-being, drawing on personal context and practice so that they may offer starting points for others to begin their own journeys. My name is Vicky Parker and I am your host. I invite you to allow seeds of healing to be planted. And welcome to Soul Sofa Podcast. And I'm here today with my lovely friend and fellow collaborator, Zoe Clare. Hello, Zoe. How are you? Hi, Vicky. Hi, how are you? You're right. I'm really good, thanks. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you for joining me today on the Soul Sofa Podcast. Um, a little bit about you. Let me tell our listeners who you are. So, Zoe is a beautiful sculptor who works in ceramics and clay, and she studied at Central St. Martins. And she works from a lovely little studio um, called Phoenix Studios here in Brighton. Um, she runs regular workshops in botanical ceramics and sculpture. And I love the way that she talks about her work in terms of how it's inspired by the way nature interacts with the ever-changing environment and how unexpected, unexpected forms produced reflect the diversity of human nature and behavior. I love that she thinks the results are multi-layered, porcelain sculptures that are visually absorbing and they compel the viewer to discover the metaphors at the heart of their creation. And having seen her work, I would absolutely agree with all of that. It's utterly, utterly stunning work, Zoe. Thank you. Thank you for saying. <laughs> absolutely welcome. So, you know, welcome to, to Soul Sofa. I'm very pleased to have you here to, to share some of your wisdom about um, why working with clay and being a sculptor is so supportive for you, your own well-being, and uh, for the way that you work with other people. So do you want to tell me a little bit more about you and your creative path, really? Okay, well, um, I, I had a career before um, doing a very, I worked for charities, but it was very, very commercial in what I was doing. And it, I never quite found what I was really looking for in life. And I suddenly thought, I need to change my career. I need to be an artist. And of all different things I was trying, I walked into the studio one day and started using my hands physically, so with swim clay and porcelain. And the moment I did that, like this big bang went off in my head. It was like, that's what I need to do. And I really just really enjoyed getting my hands working physically around 3D items. Mm. And it completely just changed the way I saw the world, really. Wow. Um, and then from then, I, I then started studying clay at Central St. Martins. Even though it was a design course, I then just kept becoming much more sculptural with my work. And I just really enjoy reflecting on nature and looking mm. at the real in-depth things that you don't normally see. So when you look at, say, for example, a rose, generally you see a rose and its petals and everyone knows about the thorns. But actually what I like looking at is actually when you really look closely at the thorn, there's so many more different interesting details and mm -hmm. how it connects together to the rest of the stem. And that is actually what's really interesting, how it all connects and how the rest of nature connects together. 
yeah. that's what really inspires me and that's mm. what starts me off on my on the way I go creatively um and I like to then reflect on how we are as people and how we are as nature and how we're connected with that so a lot of my work is also about how I feel about the world mm. So there's lots of, there's a few different series that I have, but one of them is about strength and fragility. Yeah. And it's about how we are as mainly women, but as, as humans, is that actually we have really strong core of who we are as people. We can, we can get through anything. If we trust that, we will get through everything. However, we can show our fragility and things that make us different and unique every single person is different and actually need to celebrate that because it's all beautiful everyone's beautiful in different ways and i've experienced i showed that in the material and how really sort of really delicate it is on the outside but it's really strong on the inside um and that sort of reflects as well how i was feeling at the time and it really reflected how so looking back now, I can really see how fragile I was at the time. I was very, very ill. And mm-hmm. the only thing I was holding on to was actually that I could still make something with clay. Looking back, I see actually how I've actually expressed my emotions at that time yeah. through the clay. Yeah. I showed actually I had to believe that I was strong. I had to. But it was okay to show actually how fragile and scared I was at the time. Mm. And to echo that, having seen some of your work, when you're talking about the fragility, you're you're absolutely talking about the finest work in the in the porcelain that you can possibly do. I mean, feather light, paper thin pieces yeah. of, of sculpture that are all built and built and built and built and built up in one particular piece I'm thinking of. And I love the way that you describe that solid core inside because that particular piece, I remember you telling me, you can pick it up only from the inside. You can't touch it from the outside. It will just shatter. And I just thought, wow, what a conversation we had when we first met at the Phoenix Studios. And that's when I thought, she really knows and she also really knows how to articulate what she's done with that clay. Yeah, which was beautiful yeah. for me. <laughs> it, it, that piece really is—you cannot touch it on the outside; yeah. it will break. But it, you pick it up from the inside, and that is where the strength is. And that's yes. how we are as people. And that's how I see it. Yeah. And that's sometimes a metaphor, isn't it? That yeah. is the metaphor. Yeah. Sometimes I I have these ideas, but I can only express it through using my hands and just just letting it happen I don't always plan it it's just lets it happen and a lot of the time it builds on top of each other you know as you said there's lots of layers to it yeah it's layer upon layer upon layer and that's what we are we're like you know as people say classic we're an onion we do have so many layers which creates us but they're all beautiful but they all work together yeah well, tell me, what do you think it is about the clay? I mean, if you're talking about being in a fragile state, which you might want to expand on in a, in a little bit. Um, what is it about the clay that brings you back to yourself then, rather than painting in watercolour or something like that? It's because it's so tactile. You have to put your hands in it. So as you put your hands in it, you have to do something quite physical. Even if you're doing very delicate stuff, you're still physically doing it. So you're actually feeling it in your fingers. It's getting in your fingernails. It's getting everywhere, but you're actually feeling it and you can't not be connected with something your hands are in. Mm-hmm. And it just and it expresses and picks up. It's a two-way conversation when you're working with clay. It picks up how you're feeling that moment. So the piece I'm doing at the moment is expressing anger for an exhibition. 
And because it's meant to be expressing anger, it's really physical. It's really like, and you're having to work really hard with it to express that. However, when I was feeling really, really fragile, I was tiptoeing around the piece of clay just with my fingers like easing out literally inches no sorry centimeters by centimeters of clay it took me three months to do yeah but I needed to do that every day because that was my only way of hanging on every day little by little it started building up and by little by little by little it's literally days and months until I got to the point of like I've done it I've kept holding on. This has kept me through to the, you know, to this final point. Mm. Actually, I am strong. It's strong. It's holding itself up. Wow. It shouldn't do, but it does. That was me holding on. Yeah. Through my hands, through clay, to that moment. That's so other time, So other times it, it needs to be different. Sometimes, you know, if you're angry or you're upset, you need to express it in different ways. And having clay lets you do that. Yeah, it's safe to do it, isn't it? Yeah, you can't break it. Clay can't break. Yeah. You can, it's just, you can just, you've got to be in the moment though. That's the the main thing is you can't overthink it. Just let it happen. Yes. And sometimes it will look awful. And sometimes you go back and go, oh, I didn't know. (laughs) I was thinking that. Okay. (laughs) And that point of reflection is really important then, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I mean, we're not in therapy when we're working with clay, but we're definitely having a therapeutic experience when we're working with it. And I do love working with clay myself and, and, and especially for very big, strong feelings that the idea that the clay is not going to break and we are not more powerful than it is actually very containing and very calming for me. And that's why I've been drawn to it in the past. Yeah, no, it's... It's a beautiful medium. You, yeah. you, you can't go wrong with it. What a great sentence for people to hear, though. You can't go wrong with it, especially in the world of, you know, where, where we're, artists are creating work and, you know, children coming up through schools, being told that they're not an artist or they can't draw or believing that they can't do art because art is something that you aspire to be able to do, maybe, you know, to mean yeah. as a professional Clay doesn't work like that, does it? You know what I mean? It's about the process. And if, if something is created at the end that maybe people want to buy, then fair enough. But for me, clay is one of those mediums where you, it's really not about what happens at the end. No. So yeah. when I my classes and my courses, I always say to yeah. people, there's no end product. Don't think of yes. an end product. Yeah. If, if you have something at the end, that's fantastic. But it's actually us getting yeah. there and... It doesn't, you know, it's not an end product for anyone else to appreciate. It's actually for you yeah. to appreciate. Yes. If you like that moment or if you just like the way that one little tiny bit of shape is, then yeah. that's all that matters is that you like that for that. And you might like it because it took you ages to get there. Yes. That's all it matters is you like it. And the acknowledgement that you took a while to get there and that's all right. What a, what a lovely position to be in to have that reflection yeah <laughs> yes it's, I mean, it's all about reflection isn't it you, all about that yeah you don't know so tell me a bit more then because obviously the soul sofa podcast is about mental health awareness you know and it's about using the arts to support your own emotional well-being um and i think it's really important that if i have guests on who are experts in their field of their creative art but are also really in touch with their own journey and that's what's inspiring for other people to hear about you use clay but you use it to support yourself as well as it being your profession 
So could you tell me a little bit more about what you understand about your own mental health journey and your own health journey that you mentioned before? Yeah. So, I mean, everyone's got a journey and they're all very, very different. And all through my life, we all had different journeys and I've had all different things happen in brilliant times and not so brilliant times. But fairly recently, um, about five years ago, in fact, I got diagnosed, I developed MS, multiple sclerosis, and it was incredibly it was very very scary it was a very intense form of it um and it got to the point i was having attacks every month and i was so frightened that mm. i was going to have a very nasty but very long death and all i just hung on to in the end was what i did which was working with clay and what it did for me actually with working with clay is it let me just let go as well as mm. in I need to do this for me. I'm not doing a product. I'm not doing this for any other reason that I just need to make something I think is beautiful and I'm feeling it right now. That's all I could do at the time. I I wasn't able to, half the time, I couldn't even hold the tool. I couldn't even write my name. But the only thing I could do was I knew I could work with the clay. Yeah. It didn't break. And if it did break, it did break, I could stick it back on again. Yes. And I could just keep going. And... After I did that one piece, which reflected actually how fragile I was, but how I did feel I was was getting there. It's like, I'm still strong. It was only after a year later that someone saw that piece and went, oh, wow, you did that when you first got diagnosed, didn't you? And I was like, what? And he's like, it's so fragile on the outside. It's just screams that you needed help. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, oh, oh, my God, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. And often as well with, with clay is that, you know, once you let go of creating a final piece that's got to be done for an exhibition or a show or for someone else to like or they might buy, you actually let it let go and just let it happen. Yeah. Often it, you don't always know what you're experiencing, what you're pushing out there. The clay talks to you as well. There's only so much movement you can do with it before it starts moving itself and can't quite do that because it's going to do something else and it just lets you open up your creativity to actually that moment of expressing whatever you're feeling right now when you might not even put a word to it you yeah. might not have known at the time every day is different but it just works so beautifully with you and who you are you know you can be taught every single process of what you should do and what you shouldn't do and this is how this happens and it's going to do this if we do that well Okay, that's good things to know. However, you just need to make what you need to make, express yeah. what you need to express. And, and you did absolutely that. And, and it supported <laughs> you in such a way that um, I remember you telling me that you, 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 you are no longer suffering with MS. Is that I'm that's not, correct, yeah. isn't it? I've right. no more relapses. I'm, all my symptoms have pretty much gone now. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's just the one thing that is you know just let me hang on to something that I could still do and I think that's what we're all looking for isn't it we're looking for that strength that we have within us that we just don't know quite where it is but we know that it's there and I always say that the arts are something where you can just sit with yourself and allow you to connect with parts of yourself that might just need a voice but you just don't know what to say yet and there's a lot of things that need to be said in quote marks before the words can come yeah do you know what I mean and clay and all kind of abstract art for me is definitely one of those things where you're allowed to just explore 
and be in the moment in this wonderful, you know, atmosphere of mindfulness that we're now living in, be in the moment and not need to worry about the past, not need to worry about the future, but just be there and sit with yourself exactly as you are, which you clearly did. And it's, you know, what a wonderful journey for you that you've had that medium. Yeah, I really, and it's just, and the more I am aware of how beautiful it is and actually how it can, you can just be in that moment. Yeah. You surprise yourself when you look at things. So I was having a really tough time with a certain sort of things, I was, the vases I was trying to sell and I put them in the kiln, they were back in the kiln on the fifth time and it just went working right. And I put them in the kiln, shut the door and went, oh, I'm so angry. I was like, right, I'm done now. That's in there. Too late. It's the last time it's going in the kiln. So I went up into my studio and I plunked a massive plate of clay down and I went, I'm just going to have fun. It doesn't matter. Mm. and I've been researching coral I love coral and I've been researching for years now just looking at pictures and and I just started having fun I was like I'm gonna pull this bit out and do this and I'm just like yeah it's having so much fun and then when I finished I was like oh wow look how and I just created this piece which has obviously picked up on all the thoughts I've been having yeah how much I love coral but there was such a happy feeling to it. I was like, oh, wow, I just let that happen, Mm. which was amazing. However, then I thought, I'll make another one. I'll make another one in case this one doesn't survive the kill. So I I thought, I'll make another one. And I wasn't in the same mood. And and just showed it so much. That other one that I tried to make, I couldn't (laughs) repeat it. I couldn't. It just had a completely different feel to it. Bits of falling off. It just wasn't happening because I wasn't, in that really happy mood it's like and but you also weren't in pure flow of emotion as no. soon as you start overthinking and putting conscious intention into it that's a killer for art isn't it really if you're abstract artist in any way <laughs> and suddenly you're like i've got to do the same thing again it's like yeah. well no <laughs> it's not gonna happen no it's one-off pieces only and they're done in the moment <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you now use that don't you to to teach others so you know why do you do that why have you extended it out to actually creating workshops for other people well so i just want people to really experience clay as i experience it rather than i you know i can teach what i've been taught which is you can make yeah. it like this and it can be beautiful and absolutely you can do 22 that are going to be exactly the same right i wanted people to actually just express what they like uniquely about about botanics and the natural world it's like what do you like about those well don't worry about it's not going to look like that it's not going to look like a rose when you finished it's definitely not so just have fun with what you're doing and take the feeling of your feeling at the moment and just not worry about it not being perfect yeah perfect because perfect is just a perception yes we're not you know if we want to know exactly what a rose looks like you look at a photograph you can see what a rose looks like you don't need to make a rose. You can just make elements of that rose, which inspires you that you think is beautiful or hard and spiky. And so with those classes, I always get people to say, I'm, I don't let them crush up the clay. If they've made something, they hate it. They have to keep it because the next <laughs> time they come in the next week, they'll go, oh, it's not that bad. <laughs> and give them it's such, <laughs> such a great lesson for life, though, isn't it? Yeah. Looking at something that you've created that you perceive to be not right or ugly or imperfect. And this, you know, this, you know, reliance on things that need to be perfect in order for your life to be happy is a real root cause, I feel, for, you know, for mental unrest and unhappiness. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't it? 
And clay is one of those mediums where it's so messy and you really have to let go into it. And if you are in remotely perfectionist, it's a big challenge for some people, I think. It is. And, you know, for me to in my classes, I have to say to people, OK, you hate it right now. Keep yeah. going. I have a rule that I have in my head when I start something. You go for a stage, you go, OK, this is going somewhere. Then you go, you know, after a couple of hours, you're like, oh, that's that's awful. <laughs> and in my mind is now keep going I have a rule because sometimes my sculptures you know they can take a long time I was like give it four days keep oh it. don't stop because and, and then suddenly you go oh it's working now yeah because you know if you think about it if you start doing something and you're only like a quarter f- through you can see where it could be going well if yeah. you're three halfway through three quarters through it does it's not anything so don't judge it on not being anything yet yeah. keep going and you have to just keep going if by the end of it you hate it it's not great then okay that's fine but don't give up first you have to keep going and just see what happens because if you stop too early you're stopping yourself too early and also that's a really good lesson to have something that's come from within you that you then look at and you say oh I really don't like that yeah. that process of integrating a part of yourself that you're not quite comfortable with yeah. is a real fundamental foundation for mental health. Yeah. We're not just all the perfect, lovely parts of ourselves, are we? We are all the parts of ourselves, and that includes all the darkness. And they all work together. And you need all of them. Yeah. You just need to silence or quieten down the voices yeah. of the ones that are shouting too loud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. From living in a happier and way. People want the end to be there straight away and it's like well yeah. it, sometimes it takes a long time you have to keep going yeah. you can't don't don't expect a result in the first hour yeah if you're making a sculpture it's going to take a long time yeah. and it's it's going to take a long time and it's going to be hard you're going to have some days which are amazing and some days which are awful and some days it's just like yeah okay but you've got to keep going until it all works out and that's where you've got to have the belief is it will work out in some way. Just let it. Just let it happen. Don't think, oh, well, it hasn't happened within the first hour. Therefore, I'm giving up. Life coaching session. Everything that you're seeing, we know you're relating it to clay, but it actually <laughs> relates to everything. I suppose it does, doesn't it? <laughs> it's all going to work out, and it's not going to happen overnight. I mean, those are great, <laughs> you know, um, lessons to live by, aren't they? Yeah. So. <laughs> How, how do people get started if they if they want to do something like that? If they're inspired by, you know, the passionate way in which you said, no, I took it out on the clay and I felt the air and all the rest of it. How do you even go about starting that? Well, there, there's so I would recommend actually just going to a, a drop in clay day. Yeah. Just to play with clay, not worry about mess at home or anything like that. And just relax because you haven't got to worry about how much clay you've got. It's all there for you with the tools and it's all sorted out. Um, but make sure you, you know, if you're going to do that, don't go to a a pottery club where they teach you how to make a pot and how to make this and how to make that, because that's telling you exactly what to make. And you've got parameters and it tells you this is the formula. You actually want to go where you can just get your hands into clay and just yes. make. And at the end of it, you can go, yeah, that was brilliant. And actually, you haven't got anything made out of it. You just now got a clump of clay that you finished with. Or you might have something that's beautiful afterwards. It doesn't matter. It's just getting your hands in. So you need to go to a, a, a drop-in clay day. I think that's the best place to go, really. Get your hands into it and then see how what you want to do from that, whether you want to go to certain classes or take clay home and work at home. 
yes but doing it with other people as well will help you yeah get in where, where would people come to to find out where you do your drop-in clay days so i have um the best place for me when i advertise it is on my instagram account so it's right. zoe claire artist and uh you can just go on there and i, I put adverts on I, I try and do two a month okay. normally just on a, sun, a saturday or a sunday you can just come in and just play just play with clay there's no there's no real rules at all really you know it's very easy and brilliant (laughs) well Zoe I mean thank you so much for such an inspirational and passionate description of why clay is so important as a medium and you know to 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 just kind of like wrap us up I'm asking everybody if you could choose a song because I like a multi-arts approach if you could choose a song that defines you know well-being for you or mental health for you what would that song be just to finish us off? There's a, a song that I always think of. It always comes up is you're gorgeous. I'll do anything for you. Oh. And that's really about yourself is I'm gorgeous and I've got to do everything for me. That's all there is. I'm that is gorgeous. True. I will do anything for me. What a lovely sentiment. <laughs> Who's that song by? Do you know? Say again, sorry. Who's that song by? Um, I think it's uh, Baby Bird. Oh, okay. From we shall listen out to that. Listen out for that one. Anyway, thank you so much, Zoe, for coming on. What a wonderful, insightful conversation. I'm very, very honoured that you chose to come and talk to us today. Thank you for talking to me. <laughs> Thanks, Vicky. Um, <laughs> and I'll see you at some point in one of your drop-in clay days. <laughs> yes, please. That'll be so much fun. <laughs> oh, bless you. All right, my darling. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.